You are listening to the Vita Foods Insights podcast. Join us as we explore the key issues and emerging trends affecting the global health and nutrition industry, helping businesses make informed decisions and drive change. Welcome to the Vita Foods Insights podcast. I'm Charlotte Bastianza, joined by Margie Traxler, founder and CEO of Grain Free Mamas. Margie, welcome. We've had you on the show a few times. Oh, thank you. I'm so glad to be back. Fantastic. We're chatting about popular trends driving the health and nutrition industry. And um, something we're noticing is the use of isolates as food ingredients. And what I'd really like to know is your thoughts on you know, is this leading to a problem? If the breaking down of certain ingredients, are they impacting on the human digestive system? And if so, how are they affecting us? Well, I'm I'm really actually really excited to talk about this particular topic. You know, I actually had ice cream just like a few days ago and it was like dairy-free ice cream and it was made from pea isolate. Um, and so I thought, oh, I could probably have this as a treat and not have a problem, but really I did not digest it very well. And it was it wasn't bad it tasted good you know i wasn't real excited about the sweeteners they were using but um but i'm starting to see it all over the place and it's the latest and greatest when i was at the most recent trade shows that you know the people that are into you know these chemically derived ingredients (laughs) then they Mm. and that's kind of where i would say my problem is if they're making the ingredient in the laboratory versus growing it in the ground, Mm. there's probably going to be a problem with that. You would expect somebody who's more affluent to have a better level of health, correct? Correct, yeah. That is not true. The greatest level of health is in the homes, regardless of income, where they prepare their own meals, Mm. where their meals are made from human hands. And... Um, We, you know, worldwide, we consume probably 60% of our food that is produced by companies. And companies don't cook the same way that people do. Yeah, yeah. And the isolates and our life is going faster and faster and faster. And now we want to have protein shakes and we want to have meal replacement bars. And and we know that sugar is not good for us, so we're looking for sugar alternatives. And so whatever new sugar alternatives, we're just willing to grab and and what's happening is, is that we're becoming um, test tube people. And the, the human body doesn't necessarily know how to digest that. And so, um, you know, when you are a child and you're growing up and you play in the dirt, your, your body has a tendency to develop the, the internal biome that matches mm-hmm. where you live. But yet now we have foods and we eat foods from all over the world. And so the foods that we're eating don't necessarily match the biome that we have within our body. And that's in the bacteria and the enzymes and, you know, the good and bad of what's in our digestive systems. And and so when we deplete that, um, then it's hard. The grasses family is a big component of inflammation. But if you already have a lot of inflammation, it's hard to digest dairy. And it's hard to digest peas, believe it or not. Legumes are really hard to digest Mm -hmm. if you already have a compromised immune system. 
and and uh, you know and if you look the the urge I the science I guess I could say in a way the heart is in the right place because mm. they, they want to develop these products that are free from the gluten and stuff and the grains and the inflammation causing but when you pull apart a piece of a pea and you mix it with a bunch of other stuff and chemicals and and have you ever looked at the back of the ingredients of the of the meal replacement bars or the protein shakes that you like? No, not I mean, really. It's like three inches of microscopic writing. Yeah, and, that's true. And there's a problem there because you're eating chemicals. Right. When does food cease to be food and become chemicals? When you pull it apart, it kind of becomes chemicals. Yeah, so, so what you're saying is that even though companies and businesses that are developing healthy alternatives were – we're not going in favor of nature, are we? No, we're going. I feel like, um, actually, I feel like the speck swimming upstream. And because when I've been in these big trade shows and with, I guess you would say, my peers in the manufacturing world, I I really don't find very, very many people that are swimming in the direction I'm swimming in. And I'm swimming in the real food for real people direction. Foods that we can digest easily and foods in their entirety because we mm. all the like within a pea that pea has it's it's basically a life source so it's it's a seed of a certain kind of a plant okay mm. and when you take apart parts of that does our body recognize it as food pea protein is obviously something that's that's really really creating a lot of uh, you know attraction it's especially as a plant-based protein um, so your yes. thoughts on that are really, really interesting. What other sort of foods are you noticing where we're seeing this trend of using isolates? You, well, you see a lot in sugar as well. Mm. You know, we found out sucralose is um, is the one that sucralose is is basically it's chemically derived, but it's from you know the sugar cane and from the grasses family largely, right? But now there's a new one that's gaining traction called allulose. Okay, and allulose is sucralose is a, is a disaccharide, allulose is a monosaccharide. And the reason that sucralose has dropped off is because it's being linked to cancer. And so how is splitting that in half going to make it better? But it's newer and yeah. we don't have research on it. And the P isolate is newer and we don't have long-term research on it. So maybe it would be okay, but really, when we started tearing apart food, ingredients, and isolating different things, um, extracting is different than isolating. And, you know, it's, it's a totally different method within the laboratory and within a process, right? And because, you know, right. we extract water and we have dried fruit and it's good for us. You know, you don't want to eat too much of it, but it's, it's good, you know. And so extracting is different than isolating. And isolating is taking a food and pulling it out chemically. So when does it stop being a food and become a chemical? And that's really where, you know, I'm, and what do our, and I don't think that we'll know for 20 years. You know, here's another one that's really common is CBD now is huge. And, yes. and that to isolate the CBD from the THC and the THC is the hallucinogenic part and the CBD is the more health conscious part and I do agree with that but 
there's such a rise in America. I don't know if it's the same in Europe, but such a rise in people that are now smoking marijuana where, you know, just not even 10 years ago, it was like smoking was horrible. But now yes. all of a sudden smoking right. something else is okay. Well, that's still not good for our lungs. Mm. And so, but the CBD side of it, I think does have a lot of promise, but not when it's smoked. And, right. and so, you know, it's, it's how you take it in, you know, and isolating that is that in 20 years, is that going to end up showing up as having big problems? And, and I want to take you back. I know the keto diet is really big. And the keto yes. diet originally yeah. was developed in the 30s as a way to help people who had schizophrenia. And so they felt like cutting out the whole grasses family is what they cut out, really. Sugars, you know, basically everything in the grasses family, sugars, wheat, rye, barley, you know, all those. And mm -hmm. so that's what the keto diet is mainly doing. But you have to be really careful when you do that because pulling out that and eating such large quantities of proteins and stuff can be taxing on your liver because you want to get into ketosis and there's a balance. And, and that's really like, if I was to say, am I a food scientist? I would say, no, I'm a practical scientist. Like, like let's, let's look at the latest research, but then let's sit back and look at it through the eyes of common sense. Yeah. You know, I've had so many people say to me, wow, grass is free. That's so mind blowing. And I'm like, well, do you have hay fever or seasonal allergies? And they're like, yes. And I'm like, well, let's look at this in common sense. If you cannot breathe them, why do you think you can eat them? Absolutely. So we have yeah. to have that mix to be healthy. It can't be one side or the other. Mm. So Margie, what do you think about, you know, where are we heading then? Because, uh, you know, people are, people are coming up with these plant-based plant alternatives like pea protein, I suppose, because they're looking for healthy alternatives. And as you mentioned, you know, their heart is in the right place. Where do you see the direction of the market going if we are going to continue to look for alternative sources of of proteins, of sugars, of of wheat or yes. whatever? You know, where do you, where, well, do you, where do you see the future of product development going? This is what I'm seeing. I'm seeing an alarming trend if you go in the cities that less and less people are cooking. My daughter and I went to New York City to film a video, and we had to make samples. And so we rented uh, Airbnb mm -hmm. apartment. And so, um, you know, we needed to get eggs and just simple things, right? Eggs and some oil. And, mm. you know, I think that was, and butter, right? So we're in downtown right. New York City. It took us three hours to find some place where we could get eggs and butter and oil because people don't cook there. They mm. eat out. And here's what I see happening. I think people are going to start going back home and cooking mm. because one yeah. to eat healthy. When you eat out, you have to eat at higher end restaurants because of the education level of the people preparing the food and, Absolutely. and not to mean and, that people um, at a fast food place don't have the education, but if you talk to them about grain free mamas, or eating grain free, or is this isolate safe for me? They're probably not, you know, they're they're not necessarily going to be able to answer those questions and help people. And and more and more people get sick. You, you know, you'll pay for food and eat out when it's convenient until you're too sick. Then you'll quit doing it. Yeah, and, um, and I suppose that mindset is what's given rise to, you know, these businesses that are doing the home deliveries of 
those convenience meals boxes because I think we we acknowledge and we recognize that people are busy and it's so much easier to just spend the money and get a takeout meal or get a convenience meal rather than as you mentioned stay home and actually cook it and so do you do you see that as a, a potential market of people developing I, really good raw yes. products that are available for home delivery um, cook it make it easy have all the ingredients it's anti-waste it serves the portions that you need um, yep. I think I think that's really the wave of where things are going. And for people that can afford it, they would go that way. Because here's yeah. what's going to happen. The wealthiest people are starting to hire chefs more and more. Mm. It's not just a thing for the L.A. glam, you know, or professional athletes anymore. A lot of people are starting to do that. And they're chef sharing in America, you see, yeah. right? So, mm -hmm. but then a step below that now, you're seeing these meal delivery programs. And they can offer pretty competitive prices versus going out to eat because they're doing it in bulk. And and mm -hmm. I think you're going to see more that are really healthy, that are organic. You're going to start to see more that are grain free. I know I'm already seeing that. And yeah, I've had I've had inquiries from different companies that are doing that too, that want to see if our products would fit with some of their stuff. And and so I think we're going to see that more and more, but really it's going to come back to the thing that I said at the very beginning of this recording, and that's that people are healthiest when they eat food prepared by human hands. From and natural I suppose ingredients. ingredients that, yeah, uh, that was exactly what I was going to say. That's yeah, and I think that the, pea, the, the meal replacement bars and the protein shakes and even the sugar substitutes have their place when you have no choice mm -hmm. but there's so many people that are making this their go-to meals and they're increasingly digesting less because they have no fiber going through their body mm. and I suppose you know, that, you know if one could argue it's a bit of the fast foods of healthy nutrition space it is yeah it is the fast food it's the greatest um and I think too it comes back to it people um, we're, we've developed a laziness because we're city people. We didn't grow up in an agrarian society. We're not used to getting out there and making our meals every day. And, and, you know, and when you eat foods that create inflammation, your brain gets foggy, you can't imagine eating healthier. But yeah. once you start eating healthier and your mind clears and you sleep better and you wake up refreshed, then cooking your meal becomes enjoyable again. Absolutely. But when you're sick, yeah. it's not enjoyable. So I think it's it's everything. The pendulum swings back and forth. And I think we've hit our peak of eating not food food. And I think it's going to start swinging back to eating real food again. It will require quite a change in um, consumer mindset. And I think really key people like yourself driving driving that thought change. Yeah, and that, and that was the whole thing. When I developed my products, and this is just, you know, my story, but – when I developed my products, I had two things that I really wanted. Um, one, I wanted my children wanted to spend the night at their friends' houses. And if they can't eat the stuff other people eat, that's a problem for them spending the night. And mm. I could send them with a lunchbox, which I did, but that gets old. And I understood that. Right. Mm -hmm. And and then the other part of it was that that I just refused to believe that my children had to envy everybody else's food for their whole life. And so that was the two underlying beliefs that I believe that now I have extended that to the whole world. So the thing is, you know, like our crepe mixes, 
I when I travel to Europe, I take a crepe mixes with me and I take a shaker cup that you would use for a protein shake. We toss three eggs in, a cup of water, shake it up, toss the mix in, shake it up, and we can cook crepes. So Amazing. Yep. everything that I had that I made was made with regular food that you have in the house. Because normally when you go shopping for gluten-free products, you got to read. It's like going to the library. And so yeah. on our packaging, I only put purchase needed material on the packaging. So Amazing. there's not a ton of extra words. There's not a ton of extra because people want simple. People want back yeah. to nature and people want to have confidence in what they're eating. And that's what our whole packaging is about because that's what we're about as a company. And I, I don't think my kids got sick faster and they got sick with a mom that's a scientist. So they had a different outcome. But the um, there's not, you know, parents feel like I feel. I'm a parent. You know, yeah. we want our people. We want that quality of life. We want that health. And, you know, it's not just about longevity. For a long time, the focus was on extending our life. If you've noticed, it's now focused, it's shifting to quality of life. Yeah, absolutely. And being healthy. And yeah. And so, that, but part of that is getting away from the, that, you know, like I said, again, I'm swimming upstream, but I shouldn't be. I should be swimming with everybody going in the same direction I am. Let's get back to simple. Let's get back to mm -hmm. ingredients that are real ingredients and foods that are real foods. And then let's mm -hmm. see what happens to our health. Absolutely, Margie. And thank you. Thank you for lending your insights and your thoughts about, you know, where we're going as a market. And I certainly think you've provided us with something different to think about and certainly an angle that I haven't really considered for, for what it is. Um, so thank you for that. I really enjoyed having you on again. And once again, really looking forward to hearing you chat at Vita Foods Europe um, on and expand on this topic. Well, thank you so much. I can't wait to get there. I'm, I'm excited. I really appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely. And just let uh, remind us again, sorry, for where we can find you online. So we, uh, we are on all the social media channels, but we also, our website is www.gfmamas, so it'd be like grain-free mamas shortened, um, dot com, and then we also have a YouTube GF Mamas as well. Brilliant. So. Thanks, Margie.